Dan Kennedy is an absolute marketing goat, maybe my favorite marketer of all time, and this newsletter from August of 2012 gives better advice on how to write the perfect lead generation ad than 99.9% of the crap you see out there today. So I love digging through old newsletters and stuff like that uh, every once in a while. Just It's a good reminder and it's good to go back and see sort of marketing principles and things that, uh, you know, you read a book for a second time and you read a completely different book, right? When you have more context, you know, more knowledge, you've been in the world longer, you've seen more stuff, right? Same thing with some of these really good high quality marketing newsletters. I like the stuff that they used to put out, uh, you know, years and years ago before they got pretty and went corporate and all those fun things. I haven't seen this stuff post Russell Brunson, Brunson mergers so hopefully that's fantastic and maybe it is. I know he's a big fan. That said, let's talk about how to write the perfect ad. So this was in response to an ad that Dan saw and he's like, oh my gosh, like this is the perfect lead generation ad and here's why. He gave six factors. Let's talk about number one, the call out or identity headline. So the goal of any advertisement, regardless of where it's put, whether it's on social media, we're running your ads for you, Instagram, Facebook, it doesn't matter. Uh, whether it's a, a newspaper or paper and ink uh, flyer, like it doesn't matter. The biggest goal, the first goal of any advertisement is to get the person in your target market, the person you want to do business with, to see that advertisement stop and say, oh, like, this is for me. So they stop the scroll or they stop and look at the flyer or they stop and look at the advertisement because it calls out who the heck it is that you're looking for, who you want to be a hero to. Thing number two, further going deeper on that concept is dog whistle language. So the idea here is that every sub niche kind of has its own language in a lot of ways. And you want to write stuff that essentially is going to be a a signal, a call out, a dog whistle, if you will, an identifier that says, oh, like this this person knows me. This person is in my head. They know who I am. They know what I'm talking about because they're saying things that the idiot down the street who never did this homework, they're never going to connect with. And so what if you don't know what if you're not a part of your target market? What if you don't know the dog whistle language in that demographic? Well, you need to go figure it out. So if you're like me, you're a 19, 20 year old trainer back in the day, right? And you're trying to start to like, oh, I train athletes and that's fine. I know their language, particularly with the sports that I was working with and specializing in. That's fine. But for the 40 and over adults that like, I had no clue what it was like to be a 40 and over adult. I had not worked with enough to kind of know what their issues were. I had to do some homework. And so one of the best things you can do as homework is if you do have any clients in that sort of industry is take notes, like interview them, talk to them, like what would have stopped you? One of the other great things that say you don't know anybody in that demographic right now is to go to Amazon, look at the books that are bestsellers for a given category, right, that you're trying to connect with. So maybe it's like over 40 weight loss. Go look at the bestsellers in that category or weight loss categories, postmenopausal, perimenopausal, premenopausal weight loss categories. Look at the bestselling books and then go to the reviews and see what the people are writing in the review comments, right? Because that's going to be your target market. They're using their language. And a lot of times you can find some great golden nuggets for copywriting, marketing, things like that in those reviews. So that's thing two, again, dog whistle language. Make them say, oh, like they they know me, get out of my head. Thing number three is clarity and unabashed specificity. So in this case, what they're talking about is essentially the clarity in who you're looking for. Uh, this is a, a matchmaking ad. And so this, oh, you know, we're looking for engaging, attractive, single women, age 40 to 60, active, they're well-kept, they're non-smokers who enjoy cultural activities, right? I'm not saying I agree with the practices or the things in this ad, but the specificity as a principle makes it a, is part of what makes it a fantastic ad, right? So you want to get specific, as specific as you can, that's going to help with another principle that we'll talk about in just a second. Thing number four is only what is necessary and no more. So what that means in this context is essentially the idea, 
No one cares about your the, the square footage you have in your gym or the number of treadmills you have or whatever else. What's necessary is you getting that person, that prospect that sees your ad to take the most wanted result, whatever you want them to do next. And it doesn't matter, like they would care about how you're gonna solve their problems and help them, you know, finally get over this fitness hill. Not like whether or not you have treadmills, because frankly, you probably got fewer treadmills, but that's what you're gonna compete on, you're gonna lose because the global gym down the street has more for cheaper anyway. Right? So get very specific on who you're looking for, and then only what is necessary. Don't get ahead of yourself on things that your prospect doesn't care about. Thing number five is the takeaway. Now, part of this can come down to the specificity. So in this case, the entire like body copy of the ad is essentially a takeaway. It's women 40 to 60 don't respond if you're outside of that age group, right? In fitness, this can be a concept of, you know, whether or not you qualify or you're a fit for our program. Going deeper, it can be, you know, hey, this gym is not for you. We're not for you if, you know, you're a bodybuilder, da 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 da, -da or you're a power lifter and you wanna go crazy every day. Bottom line is you wanna think about attracting the person that you're trying to be a hero to your ideal prospect, your target market, and then repelling those who aren't. So there's nothing wrong with bodybuilders, powerlifters, any of those. Like, I love those guys. They're fun, right? They're fun to train with. But like, I probably wouldn't be a client at the gyms that we own, right? Point being, for the average person probably listening to this, if you do boutique fitness and you serve like that adult fitness type market, most of your prospects are going to be women, right? Most of your prospects are going to be individuals who've had the health and fitness dirt kick in their face the whole life. And so if you run an ad for bodybuilders and that woman sees it, like, they're not going to be attracted by that advertisement. But if you run an advertisement that says like, hey, this is like not for crazy fitness fanatics, it's beginner friendly. Like if you're looking for a spot with a bunch of bodybuilders walking around, they're going to look at you shamefully while you, not that bodybuilders would do that. They're going to look at you with that, you know, wicked eye while you're sitting on the machine and make you feel grumpy about yourself. Like this is not the place. Um, <laughs> But if you want a, you know, inviting, whatever the heck it is, fitness environment, well, maybe this is for you. So again, the idea of attracting and repelling, doing a little bit of a takeaway sale, who is this not for, can be just as powerful as who as this for. Thing number six, finally, is response direction. So getting, again, unabashedly clear on exactly what you want that prospect to do, whatever your most wanted result is. The antithesis of this, the opposite of this, is basically we, we got a client uh, that sent us an ad from some newspaper, magazine, whatever it was, and uh, that magazine put together an ad form. And it was one of the worst things that you could ever see. It's like, how are they going to keep selling advertising if these are the advertisements that they give to the local business owners, right? Because it's a, a random tagline. Yes, it's got an image. And then at the bottom, I was like, all right, you know, here's a website, you know, here's a phone number. I didn't tell them what to do. Uh, number one, like, who's the ad for? You can't even tell. The image wasn't that great. The tagline wasn't that great. Any of those things. Number two, you got all these different spots to respond, but you don't tell people to do anything. You're just sending people to your, like, your main web domain, which in a lot of cases isn't optimized, you know, for conversion. In his case, it is, but that's because we did it. But the point being, if you don't get ridiculously clear about what you want people to do, they're not going to do anything. So you want it to be, you want your call to action to be ridiculously specific and ridiculously clear. One of the great examples of this was the freaking Coinbase hat from the Super Bowl, right? You know that there's a QR code and you've got to scan it. It's going around like you're going to scan it, right? There was one thing to do. It was ridiculously specific. Same thing would be like, hey, text this number or call the office or scan this QR code to claim your blank free trial or your blank program, whatever it is. You want to be ridiculously clear about your call to action. Without it, you do not have the ultimate lead generation ad. And so again, review how do we create the perfect lead generation advertisement? Number one, the call out or identity headline. Number two, dog whistle language. Number three, clarity, unabashed specificity. Number four, only what is necessary and no more. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get the prospect information they don't need or don't care about. Number five, the takeaway, adding a little bit of a velvet rope. And finally, number six, response directions. Get your prospect to take the most wanted response to take the most wanted action and don't worry about anything else because they won't 
do anything else. If you take these tips and run with them, these tips from freaking, you know, literally 10 years ago that are better than almost everything out there today, you will write better ads immediately, you'll get more leads, and hopefully that means you're making more sales, making more money, helping more people, all those different positive things. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Love hugs. Talk soon.